Good to see you. Happy New Year if I haven't seen you. Um, well, there's a lot of people we haven't seen. I'm still saying that right through to the, uh, into February. Uh, Happy New Year. Um, it's my delight. I'm looking forward to speaking uh, this morning. And I want to talk to you about abundance. I want to talk to you about the river. I want to talk to you about God's, the abundance of God. The abundance. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, that you, the abundant one, will come and release abundance in our hearts. Because, Lord, we ain't, but you are, to come and be abundant among us. So I'm Adrian, and uh, one of the team here with Dave, and uh, it's our delight to be exploring at this time um, how to regather as a church and how fast we can reconnect and what to do with the kids and, and all the rest. So um, we thank you for your prayers. So like many of you, maybe you have plans to read through the Bible um, and at different times you dip into things. But before Christmas, I heard God saying, Adrian, I, just, I want you to focus on the book of John. So I've done that. And I'm in chapter two. <laughs> I'm, I've just got stuck in this place of uh, John that I... That, that God has been speaking to me and I meditate in. And I encourage you, Bible reading is not about the amount and getting through it. Bible reading is about encountering the God of the Bible in it. So John 2 is this wedding. In case you haven't read it, I'm going to quickly tell it, um, but I want to get to the points rather than just the story. So John says this is Jesus' first recorded miracle. So there's some debate, and I had he done anything, but John seems to imply this is like Jesus stepping onto the stage where his disciples put his, their faith in him and Jesus showed his glory. So it's John 2. And it starts by Jesus and his posse, his team, going to a wedding. Uh, there's going to be a wedding in a couple of weeks' time, isn't there? And now at this wedding they go, it's a whole village goes. Middle East, it's not a church that comes, it's the whole village. So there's dozens of guests. It's probably a wealthy home because there's a lot of um, liquor available and there's a master of ceremonies and servants. So it's uh, probably quite a wealthy home. And so they're having this wedding feast that in the Middle East also is days. It's not four till six or something and then finish with a light meal and then a bit of dance. Okay, this is days rolling on. So Jesus, his disciples are there. It's going really well until disaster. The wine runs out. Now the interesting thing is, um, is that Jesus' mother very quickly wades straight in. And uh, so there's this, there's this debate going on. Jesus' mother finds Jesus. Okay, all these people, she finds him and says, Jesus, you've got to sort it. Surprisingly, Jesus says, woman, what do you want me? Why are you involving me? What's this to do with me? That doesn't sound like the Jesus that we've just been singing to. <laughs> what, what are you involving me? And uh, she says, uh, she basically ignores that, says to servants, just do what he says. And so they do. Jesus says, hey, look, there's some large water jars. These are big jars. Fill them up with water, guys. They don't have a tap. Okay, in middle, there's not a tap that they fill. They've got to go to a well, so this is going to take some time. They've got to bring back buckets, carry them on a cart. I don't know. But these jars are, if you look in the NIV um, or your Bible, they are humongous jars. They're not, they're not little jars. And then uh, Jesus talks to the servants. They um, fill the jars up with water. And uh, the, they, Jesus says, go and take this wine to the, 
uh, the guests and the, the um, master of ceremonies. So they do that, thinking, this is water. We've just, you know, how many hours we've just filled this up? But somewhere in this journey, between filling it up, carrying the water in the jars to the banqueting chief, the master of ceremonies, something has happened. Something has happened. Now, who's watching? The Bible doesn't seem to record that there was like a hushed silence because the servants offer, the master says, hey, this is amazing. This, this is like, this isn't water. This is like the best wine ever. And there's a celebration and you can imagine um, the rest of the scene. So really quick, you can read it in John chapter 2. But I want to talk to you about some things that I think God is speaking to us for Open Door. All of Jesus' stories edify us and they excite us or uh, shock us. There's some stuff in here that I think God wants to bring us um, as Open Door. Maybe you read stories, you imagine them from Jesus' point of view, from disciples, <coughs> excuse me, or from... Uh, from the crowd. So first question is this, why did Jesus get involved? That's Dave's bottles opening. <laughs> why did Jesus get involved? What made Mary say, Jesus, you've got to sort this. There's nothing recorded in the conversation, so this is surmising. Why did Mary say, Jesus, you've got to sort this. They've run out of wine. As I reflected on that, because it's not like there was a lead up. He's a guest, he's chilling out. He's on the, at the bar, I don't know. Why did Mary say, Jesus, sort it? And it struck me this. Mary has had 30 years of knowing the heart of this man. She has nursed him as a mother. She's watched him grow. She's seen him flourish as his mother in the home. She's seen him flourish. She's heard as he's wrestled, I guess, with some of the prophetic words that he read from Scripture and realized from him. Jesus didn't grow up in a vacuum. She says, in effect, I know you're a man of compassion. I know that you have come to bring new life. I know about you. This is what we've shared, you know, chatting in the, on the end of the bed when he was eight talking across the living room when he was a teenager. There's these conversations. I think she's thinking, I know your heart, Jesus. In other words, it's intimacy. Because she's had intimacy with thought and heart of this man. She says, Jesus, come and be involved. And so, firstly, I think for us, Jesus is asking and waiting. He's drawing us in our intimacy with him to ask. James says, you don't have because you don't ask. What if there's a whole world of answers that through intimacy with Jesus we would know? See, friends, Jesus isn't obstinate. Jesus isn't standoffish. Jesus loves, he wants, he desires to get involved in our lives. And as we've heard this morning, he's willing to pour out. But it gets better. And it has a real catch in it. You see, Jesus says, guys, fill up the jars with water. What has happened before that? What's happened before the water? There's been an embarrassing, awkward gap, hasn't there? There's been, the rumours gone round, they've run out of wine. 
there's been a pause, there's been a horrible moment where nobody knows quite what to do, those in the know. The master of ceremony think, oh no, the father of the, of the bride, is, I'm so embarrassed, this is just going to be awful. This is going to be forever known as the wedding that ran out. There's a gap. There's an intimacy with Jesus, but there's a gap. And here's the thing that I think God wants to say to us. I'm the God of abundance in your gaps. I'm the God of abundance in your gaps. And so here's the thing. Without a gap, we have no miracle. Without a gap, we have, without the wine running out, we have no miracle. It's just a wedding that happens like any other wedding. But because there's a gap and there's a lack, there's a moment for God of abundance to fill. Yeah? You see, how much, how much would we have liked to have planned it? How much would we have worked through the wedding and said, okay, have we got enough? Let's check. Somebody relax, check the wine. How much would we have made sure there wasn't a gap? Wouldn't you? Okay, we need to check, double check. This is a really important, we've got lots of guests. So here's the thing that I think God wants to say to us. One of the things this year is, I'm the God of abundance in your gaps. I'm the God of abundance in your gaps. So friends, the point is, isn't we get rid of gaps. The point is we throw our arms open and say, because of intimacy with Jesus, fill them, fill them. You see, this is the first story of many stories where Jesus takes his disciples into gaps. He takes them into gaps. So if you're ever with Jesus, I think twice about getting into a boat. Because every time he takes them into a boat, they go into a gap. There's a lack. There's a storm. We're going to drown. There's a gap. And Jesus stands up and rebukes. There's another time where Jesus uh, is feeding, or he's talking to thousands Guess what's coming up, guys? Watch out, Philip. Philip, what are we going to do about this? Uh, Jesus creates a gap and he feeds them, doesn't he? Just after that one, there's a storm, another storm. Jesus isn't in the boat. There's another gap. What did we get on the boat for? I'm going to take the train next time. So Jesus walks across the water and as he walks, he's walking past the boat. You can read about it in Mark. And as he walks, they shout, it's a ghost, and Jesus gets in the boat, and it's all calm. And he says to them, he, he rebukes them about the gap. And he says, because they've not understood about the bread. What's this got to do with the bread? Because the bread was where Jesus was enough and filled the gap. They've not yet got it, that in the boat, in the storm, Jesus is enough, and he fills the gaps. All they're thinking is, we're in a, we're in a sticky mess. We've run out of bread. Oh, now there's Lazarus. Another one. There's a gap. If only you'd been here, Jesus, he wouldn't have died. Okay, there's a gap. What happens in every gap that we read about in the Gospels is that Jesus reveals who he is and says, I am enough. And so, friends, I think what Jesus is saying to us is, Adrian, open door church. Don't worry about the gaps. Know me. I'm the abundant one. I'm the one that the river flows from. So friends, I want to encourage you. Is there a gap in your life at the minute? What if that gap is there? And Jesus says, here I am. Come, let me, invite me. Let me fill it. Because I think there's a humbleness in doing that. 
I think there's a moment that God leads us to and say, will you let go, Adrian? Open door, each of us. Or will you try and fill it? Because we're like educators and we know what we're doing. And yeah, we can fill it. We can organize the gaps out. And guess what? When there's no gaps, we don't really need him, do we? What if the gap in your life at this moment is an opportunity for the provision, the abundance of God? Yeah? You up for that? It's scary. But isn't that the gospel call? Leave everything and follow. Yeah, but God, I'd like to just bring you know, all my supplies and I'd like to bring some of this stuff in. Because that like, helps me. I, my entourage will follow. Jesus says, leave everything. John, uh, Dave read last week, didn't he? Jesus says, I've come that you might have life to the full. Abundant life. So what does abundant life look like? Does it look like I've got money in the bank, I've got my future planned, I've got the past sorted, I've, I know what, I've got this, I've got that. In other words, it looks like health and wealth and prosperity and I've got everything I need. Is that the abundant life? Because if that's what it is, Jesus didn't have that. What if the abundant life is knowing that I've come that you have abundant life. What if abundant life is knowing that Jesus is with us, is in us on every step and we're able to draw from him, whether it's bread, whether someone's died, whether someone's run out of wine or we're in a boat in a storm. That could be abundant life. Not what I have, but who he is. So I've read this story over and over, reading of the, the abundant of the, of, the, um, of the water and the wine. I'm thinking, well, how will I have dealt with it? And I think, first of all, we would have organized it, so made sure there wasn't any lack. Jesus fills these jars. So here's a clue of his abundance. So they fill six large jars. That's so like the NIV, NIV says. So maybe you think some of these, you know, so, okay, there were some lined up. So maybe it was something like this that God had got planned. Maybe his abundance. Maybe you think it was something like, okay, okay, maybe it was this. Even this it wasn't. Six large jars, it's roughly 900 today bottles of wine. Jesus, haven't, haven't you got the maths wrong? I mean, what do we need? How many people are at this wedding? Nine, have you been to a wedding where there's 900 bottles, empties at the end? What's Jesus doing? Has he just been like, oh, just casual, oh yeah. He's showing, this first miracle, he's showing, I'm the abundant one. I've come to bring multiplication. At the end of the feeding of the 5,000 and all the bread, there's 12 basketfuls left over. Why is that? It's because like, God and, you know, and the multiplying this, oh, oh blow, we did too much. Oh, you know, Miketa, Angel Michael, we, 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 you know, leave you with the maths and the catering and, Oh. God is showing something in Christ is that there's abundance for you and I 900 bottles of wine everybody took some home didn't they everybody would have taken some okay. this is now not the wedding of shame this is now the wedding of taking bottles of wine home to your hey where did this come from that's a really good year that was where did it come from oh yeah that was the wedding the story rippled out Taking the bread home. Where's this bread come from? Well, let me tell you, mum, it was like this. There was, there was this man. 
Friends, walking with Jesus releases an abundance in your and our life and our lives. Walking with Jesus releases abundance. And over open door, God wants to bring us into fruitfulness and abundance. Fruitfulness and abundance in your work, in your in the gaps that we find during this week. God has come that you have life abundance because He's there in the gap. Oh Lord, help me see these gaps, not as a sign like you've gone, but a sign of here he comes. Doesn't that change our perspective? Doesn't that? okay, because if I know he's with me supplying, if we know his abundance is for us, it takes us away from being orphans who think I need to keep, I need to hold this for myself, because there might not be enough, you never know. Actually, knowing that he's the abundant means we can Okay, Lord, it's all yours. And I think God is leading us into a year of blessing and abundance and supply and multiplication. Not because we've got it sorted, but because, Lord, we say, well, here are our gaps. Here's our gaps. Here's our space. But the thing about that, like I say, is having the humility to, okay, God, I admit I'm not enough, but you are. And that's quite a wrestle for some of us. Because we've learned, we've taught, we've got qualifications, all sorts of things. We think, okay, that qualifies. No, God, I'm not, but you are. And like this morning, we respond in prayer. I said, God, I'm not, but you are. Come and fill me. So I believe God's calling us in our lives to know that in Jesus we have life to the full through him because he walks with us and we lean into him in our gaps so many stories of the Bible you can look through Old Testament and New see that God loves to fill gaps he often leads his people into gaps that's a thing to get our head around how come God we're here that doesn't feel like very good, good work on your behalf God said, okay, I'm leaving you here, Elijah, because this is the brook that you're going to trust and learn, even as it dries up, that I will fill your gap. And there's, there's countless others. So, let me just finish with, with a comment about abundance, that all other abundances pale. You see, how do we know God loves to be abundant? How do we know that God loves to supply the wine or the bread? Because actually he has supplied something in a bigger gap than all those other things put together. You see, you and I, we are born into separation from God. We are born, uh, in a sense, broken. We are born with a sense of uh, just stuff in us that makes us, uh, we are far from God. We're not born very godly. We're born into a place of emptiness. We're born dead, although we're physically alive. Actually, the Bible says we're born dead. And we flick on the news, or when we're quiet and we've looked inside, we've seen, yeah, that's a description that matches who we are. We were beyond reach. We couldn't get to God. The gap that we found ourselves, we are ut were utterly helpless. We were the wrong side of the river, and we couldn't get over. The Bible says that gap, that gap was insurmountable from our side. 
But the point of Jesus coming, the Christmas, the message of the Bible is that God, that side, came over. He bridged over. He came to us. He bridged that gap. This gap that was insurmountable became the gap that Jesus says, I'll be abundant. And everyone, everyone that receives me on this side will receive the gift of life, abundant life. And that's through Jesus. That's through coming to him. If you haven't done that, you haven't said, Jesus, I'm stuck this side. I've just got this stuff. I have a gap in my life. Would you bring me? Come and work in me. Come and speak to me. Ask one of us about how you can make that journey. If we have made that journey, friends, let's know. We don't live on this side anymore. We live in the land of promise and provision. His abundance. Because Jesus says, I've come that you have life. So back to the wine. Let me read you the story and we'll finish. John 2. The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana. And Jesus and his mother was there and his disciples were also invited. The wine simply, the wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him, they've no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, said Jesus. My time has not yet come. But his mother told his servants, just do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for ceremonial washing of the Jews. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill up the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. And then everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you've kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Let's pray. Jesus, abundant one, provision from God for us. Oh, how good are you that all that we need is found in you. Wine, bread, help in a storm, saving grace, changing of our lives, or just blessing. Oh God, we come to you, all sufficient one, and we confess you are the one. You are the one of abundance. And we humble ourselves and say, come and fill us. Come and fill us. Lord, as we flash before us different thoughts of where our gaps are, our lives, our families, marriages, homes, work, life. Lord, would you be abundant in the gaps? Will you lead us to obedience, surrender? Say, Lord, here it is. We don't know how you're going to fill it. But you do. Because you say you have life and you are true to your word. I just pray for each of us, dear brothers and sisters, myself included. Lord, help us, lead us this week in a discovery of your abundance. Lead us as open door, God. Would you remove from us, or would you shut the door of all those things that would limit us?
all the things that would limit us in our expectation of your abundance. But we look to you, so you have enough and more than enough and abundantly supply more than we could ask or imagine. Pray, release that on us now, that we're a church so full of the new wine. Lord, that we be a people Lord, with wine left over, bread left over, Lord, that we take home into our communities. Lord, that gets shared and poured out. Come among us, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us, oh God, with your grace that runs like rivers. Lord, not ourselves, but you, your work in us. Come, oh God, and fill us, Lord, with abundance. Lord, whether we live like a wine has run out in a wedding. Lord, change our thinking from poverty and orphan thinking to abundant supply. Hey, Jesus is here. And look what he could do. Oh God, come and do that among us. It's your grace. Well, how abundant is that? <laughs> how abundant is your grace for us? Oh, it's so rich. So vast. We come as we are. Lord, do your work among us. Be the abundant, loving saviour among us. Oh man. <laughs>